I'm Chris Hagen. For those who don't know, I've been a language coach for many years. In my career, I've taught a wide variety of people from famous singers and radio presenters to doctors, uni students, and yes, even desperate housewives trying to find an English lover. I finally decided to share my thoughts, tips, and tricks with the world. Also check out my YouTube channel if you want to see my ugly mush. So let's kick off this podcast with a great jingle. Doesn't matter where you are, in the car or at the bar. Here for you comes in your ears, another word for thanks is cheers. Here's the new kid from the block, here for you around the clock. Shining on his English lips, Chris. Is an anagram of risk. Chris. So here we are, the start of the third series, and I'm sure you all heard track zero. In track zero, I mentioned that I met some of my family for the first time ever. What an emotional experience. There were tears everywhere. Only joking. There were Lucas everywhere. So hi to Luca, 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 Luca and Luca. So many Lucas in this country. One of them does pyromania. No, I mean parkour. And this got me thinking, where? Because on beaches in Sardinia, what do you do? Jump over sand. Even I can do that. But not really. This got me thinking, what do you call a person who does parkour? It's actually called, if you're a man, it's called traceur. And if you're a woman, it's called traceurs. Okay, so you know that now, from now on. And I'm guessing in English we would also use this French, these two French words for male or female. But what about now these people who want to be called they? God knows. Who knows? But at least you're not called a parker, because that sounds like someone who actually parks cars. Or a jacket. And a hello to the other Luca I met there who is whiter than me. Yes, I met an Italian who is whiter than me. It is true, they do exist. He probably still tans, but I don't know. I've never seen him tanned. Now, when I went there to visit my family and met these Lucas, I was covered in bandages and wrapped up with a net. Like the net that you can find around pork sausages and things like that when you cook pork in the oven. Yeah, that's what I look like. Thanks to my second degree burns, which are now totally healed. Thanks for all your messages. All's well now. I'd like to say hello to the xenophobic nurse at Triage in Niguada Hospital, who was very rude and aggressive to me for no reason whatsoever. Well done, the Italian health system. You trained her well. It's me, say me anywhere you want me you got the power to use me right Now in this segment, it is where I want you to try and use a word or words or an expression during the week. Okay, because it's okay learning all these words and expressions, but if you never actually use the damn things, then what is the point? You're going to forget them. So one word that I just mentioned was xenophobic. See if you can use it while you're speaking or writing in English this week. Obviously, not to offend anyone, just to practice using a new word. Also, why not try to use traceur or traceurs? I'm sure you can slip that into a conversation somehow. Just a bit of adverts. Do you have Instagram? Everybody has Instagram these days. Go and follow all our accounts. Chris Hagen Media, Cirque Magazine, Chris Hagen Language Institute, and if you're interested in what I'm getting up to on a daily basis, the real Chris Hagen. Also TikTok, Chris Hagen Official. Your daily dose of English is in your hands. Now, what's next in this first ever podcast? Well, not ever, because there's two other series. What's next? Straight from the north comes Susan and Victor. Chris, don't be mad if you're not in the picture. Don't cry if mom and dad be happy, munchy star. You can hear them now from wherever you are. I'm back in England after four years back in Manchester. And in front of me, I have two people you've probably heard in the podcast before. 
people who normally heard with the bad quality but you thought what the hell are they talking about I don't understand anything so i'm going to prove to you that even if they're in the same room with the microphones and the proper equipment you still don't understand the word they're saying so are you too happy that i'm here now finally after four yeah, years yes. happy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm convinced <laughs> so we've locked my little brother in the other room playing on his computer so hopefully he's quiet so we're going to start off with a little game that i did a video recently about um cockney rhyming slang Okay, you're from Manchester, you're from Belfast, so you should be experts with Cockney rhyming slang. So I'm going to ask you something, and you're going to tell me what you think it means. Okay, so between the two of you, you have to fight over who gets the point first. Okay, so the first one is Adam and Eve. What does it mean? Believe. Very good, Mum. Very good. Hey, Dad, wake up. <laughs> uh, okay, the next one, cherry pie. No idea. Cherry pie. Cherry pie. What does cherry pie? If I'm in London, go. That's a cherry pie. Nice. No, Sky. it has to, it has to rhyme. Sky. Pie, Sky. Nice. Sky. No, no. Pie. No. Fly. No. Think of Del Boy and Only Fools and Horses. Cherry pie. What does pie rhyme with? A lie. Mm, terrible. Oh, isn't a lie. A lie. Cherry pie lie. Okay, what about a Dawn French? Okay, she's a famous English comedian. Vicar of Dibley and all. But what is a Dawn French? If I say there's a terrible Dawn French... Stench. Stench. Very good. What about a Jack D? Today we've had many of these. Cup of tea. Cup of tea. Very good. If I say Tom and Dick, I feel Tom and Dick. Sick. Sick. Dad, have you understood what a rhyme <laughs> is? <laughs> what, what's a rhyme? Explain to us what a rhyme Some is. Some of the rhymes. Some of the rhymes. How now, Brown Cow? How now, Brown Is that your posh, posh How now, Brown Cow? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, right, don't answer this one, Mum. Let Dad try and get this one. What's a bag for life? Strife. Now, trouble and strife is another oh, word for it. bag for life, shall we? Wife, good. Okay, Dad got one there. You let him have that. And one last one. Mum's obviously won anyway, because Dad got not, not right. A Bacardi Breezer. Geezer. No. But at least you've understood what a rhyme is now, so that's going well. But no. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's one of these Bacardi Breezers in this room. Freezer. Freezer, good. Thank you very much. We finished the first one. Higgum <laughs> 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 hey, family, just a bit of adverts. At Chris Hagen Language Institute, we don't only teach English. Go over to www.chrishagenshop.com to find out all our offers on all our courses. Get in touch and you too could be studying with one of my fantastic team. So go and check out our shop because we've got some special offers on right now to start off the new, let's say, the new school season. Now, somebody asked me, how did you get to England? Well, by car. I know people that, what, you drove to England? Yes, uh, I actually find it quite relaxing if I can manage to stay awake. So I drove from Milan to Manchester, but I did stop in Calais. Good idea because to get on the ferry the day after exhausted, well, the same day exhausted is not really the best. So we got the boat from Calais to Dover. Now, before we left Milan, we had to make sure we had our vaccinations. I hope you've all had your vaccinations now because they're free. So don't be stupid and don't have them and go, I'm not having my vaccination because I'm better than everybody else. And I know more than the scientists. So 
we if you have your vaccination and you have your green pass this is a good thing because it helps you if you need to travel obviously and also in milan now if you want to go into a, a venue a concert whatever they're asking for the green pass which i actually agree with i know some people are saying oh but it segregates the people good i don't want to catch covid thanks i don't want to give it to somebody else so going to england going back to what i was saying i digress going to england i had to prepare obviously a copy of my green pass to prove i've been vaccinated a passenger locator form which you can find on the british government website very easy to do it asks you a million questions it doesn't ask you your shoe size but almost make sure you fill it in correctly because somebody could come and check where you are but if you one of the good things is if you've had the double vaccination when you arrive in the uk you only need to do a day two test at this moment in time god knows what's going to happen in the next couple of months but now you only have to do a day two test if you've got a full vaccination and you're coming from an amber list country because unfortunately italy is an amber list country if you're coming from a green country i think you can do what you want I don't know but check that on the government website don't take my word for it i'm not the prime minister <laughs> could you imagine if i was so we did this we drove for 17 hours we stopped in calais we slept in calais in a tiny little place best western cockel i think it's called very very small not a motel it's not going there just for you don't pay by the hour let's say it's quite nice quite cute and the breakfast was quite good i actually learned how to boil an egg with a fancy machine i know how to boil an egg so then the day after we got on the ferry went across everything was fine getting on the ferry they asked us to see the documents well they didn't actually ask us to see them we just like waved them in front of it from inside the car and they were like okay off you go obviously because i look so honest i don't look like a criminal or a terrorist so they let us on everything was fine when we got off at the other side nobody checked anything and off we went because we didn't have any people hanging on underneath the car we were quite fine we drove to manchester all was okay and then on the second day at home we did another covid test and we sent it off in priority post by royal mail and the day after we received the result nobody asked to see them but i'm guessing somewhere on some kind of system in the in on the internet or somewhere out there somebody knows that we did them so make sure you check on the government website it's gov.uk not difficult to remember and go over to england and say hello to everybody because it's such a nice place and i was very happy to have fish and chips the day i arrived now going back to my story of when i traveled to sardinia wrapped up like a pork sausage and met my family that i'd never met before you're about to hear one of my cousins okay now in england in english your cousins children are your first cousins are still your cousins we call them first cousins once removed this sounds really painful but no pain i'm sure is involved so you can just call them your cousin we didn't take any of the fancy equipment because we're only there for 24 hours but i'm sure you will understand all the same and yes he has a jingle too so can we hear it so now we're speaking to Matteo, who's the son of my cousin Debbie. He's here naked in front of me. We know where to clip the microphone, so he's holding it in his hand. So if you can't hear him, it's his fault. Um, and he's decided he's going to explain to me, because I'm not an expert in football, as you can probably imagine, um, what you're explaining to me. Football you, in general, or just nah, one nah, thing? just the offside part of the football. Go on then. What is it? The offside. Well, it's basically when the other team is attacking, and they pass the ball behind the defensive line, and one of the players on the team that has the ball is 
basically offside, so it's behind the line of the defenders, and the ball passes already behind the line of the defenders, then that's when it's called an offside. The line of the defenders is, that's why we have three referees in football. There's one that's on the pitch and two that are on the, the one, The on random the one running around on yes. the pitch. And the two linesmen have the basically the their the role. Yeah. Hmm. Their role is to keep check on where the last defender is. So the last defender is the one that gives the line of the defenders. Okay. So the la- basically, there's an imaginary line, and, and it moves. Yeah. So that's why ah, the line one is always moving. Realize. Yeah. Ah. So the line of the defenders is always moving based right. on the last defender's position. Right. So if the if the team that has the, the ball possession kicks the ball over the defender's line, and there's a player that's already behind the defender's line when the last touch is made, uh-huh. then that's called an offside. I'm actually understanding it now. I am. Yeah. That's quite scary. I still don't like football. It's pretty difficult to explain it, I just like by word. But am I right oh. thinking that it's when the, the ball is kicked from the player? Yeah, it's the it's last touch. That, that it's the last touch that's... that they play, the other player has So basically, to be. during the last touch, the player that's attacking has to be behind the yeah, defender's yeah. line. Right, and if not? If not, it's, called, it's an offside. So the offside rule is this then? Yeah, this imaginary. It's, yeah, it's an imaginary, imaginary rule. Basically. Yeah. basically, it's to give the opportunity to the defenders to, to defend from the strikers. Because otherwise, yeah. you could just have what an attack. Uh, somebody that's playing an attack is like next to the goalkeeper, and you just give them the ball mm. every, every time. And so it's a way that people can say that there wasn't a goal. Yeah. So you play football as well, professionally now. No, not professionally. Semi. <laughs> no. Semi. Yeah. Semi professional. Uh, why? <laughs> oh, that's a pretty interesting <laughs> question. I don't know. I started from like. <laughs> just play when I was a kid. Because you had no toys, you just had a ball. Yeah. yeah. Mom asked us, oh, what do you think about living over here? And we said, oh, if we come to live here, we just need a bike and a ball and we can just get rid of all the other toys. And we did. Oh, and yeah. we kept yeah. that promise. Because we got a football pitch behind yeah. the mm-hmm. yeah. And in future, you want to be a footballer? I'd like to. <laughs> it would be, yeah. And good who fun. did you support in the England-Italy games and is your half and half? <laughs> Good question. I I thought I was sure my answer the first time. I thought I was 100% Italy, but when England lost, I my English part ah, came you, out. Yeah. You felt sad for them. Yeah. Yeah, England yeah. was better anyway, so... Mm, I don't know about that. They should have won. They won. <laughs> no, it, Italian players are very dirty. They're not very good. <gasps> they play with heart, though. Yeah. They did what? Yeah. They played with heart rather than skill. Who, Italians? Was, yeah. They just kept the ball for 45 minutes, <laughs> passing it around in a circle. We would have done the same. But we didn't. Well, That's why. Yeah, it's the only time I've watched yeah. a football match and I won't yeah. watch another one. So it's fine. <laughs> What's so fascinating about kicking the ball? Well, I wouldn't say it's just a kicking the ball part of football. It's just everything that happens around it. Is, you or know, the masculine contact. <laughs> you get to meet people, you form connections. It's Meet people or kick people? Both. <laughs> both. So if you're angry, you can just kick people as well. Uh-huh. And then you meet them Having after a you bad kick day. them. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, like even when you're a team, you get to really understand how to connect to other people. And it becomes like a really big family. Have you ever injured yourself? Uh, not particularly like in a bad way. It's Did probably you just. Knocked yourself out the other day. Yeah, well, that was uh, just playing in a tournament, though. Yeah. So, you knocked yourself out. Well, I just like they they kicked me in the in the legs, and I basically did a flip, and I landed on my head. That's just not aggressive at all. So, as you've guessed, Matteo is here to teach us something about football. Well, to be honest, to teach me, because I know nothing about it. I know there's a ball involved, and that's about it. And a lot of men in shorts running around for too long. And the voice you could hear in the back was his mother, who is my cousin, Debbie, who you will hear in the future. 
So now I think you've had enough. So for next week, you will hear more people, some people you know already, some people you don't know, some people you've never met. So see you next week. Now I have a man coming to fix my tubes. Doesn't matter where you are, in the car or at the bar. Here for you comes in your ears, another word for thanks is cheers. Here's the new kid from the block, here for you around the clock. Shining on his English lips, Chris. Is an anagram of risk. Chris.